Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. On last week's episode, you were sharing with us this idea that if we are bringing, if we, you know, if we're looking at our chart, the things that we are gifted with bringing our specific kind of energy, the way that we're meant to do life to the work that we're doing. If we're doing things that we love, like our, you know, our essence and God, the light is like almost spilling out of us. But then it had me thinking about the people that are listening that are like, well, I'm not in a job that I feel like I'm doing something that I love. So especially because, you know, it's the beginning of the year. A lot of people are asking these questions of like, what do I want to create this year? What do I want to do with my life? And they're really evaluating where they're at. What, and maybe there's certain specific things in our chart that we can look to. What can we be doing if we're in a position that we aren't necessarily doing what we love or super happy with our position? What can we be doing to move in the direction of something that is that kind of feeling that we talked about last week for us? I think this is a great um, question because it gives us the opportunity to really ground it, right? Like it's not just like manifest it. It's like, okay, well, what are the actual steps? Um, I think with everything, whenever you want to make a change, you want to think in terms of three layers. So you want to think about thoughts, intentions, and actions. So you want to change your thoughts around things and your beliefs around things. You want to get super clear about what your intentions are. And then you want to look at the way that your actions are either supporting that or not. Now, usually with, with most people, um, there's one that we're kind of usually like more blocked on, right? So we could be like taking a ton of action, but then we're thinking, oh, hold on a second. Like this is the type of action that my dad would have wanted me to do with work, for example. And I'm like sending a ton of CVs in or whatever, but actually maybe what's more aligned to me is, you know, reaching out to that person that is next door to me that, you know, is doing that random small thing that I think I could really do a good job of blowing up or something. I don't know. So I think what's interesting, firstly, one of the courses I'm actually most proud of on our website is called purpose. And we have like purpose for projectors, purpose for generators, one for every energy type. And it's literally about this. It's like the steps of how to pivot using your specific energy into creating your living your purpose. Right. And it's, it's very like, okay, this is your energy. This is how you do it. This is how you change your thoughts. This is how you, whatever. But the most important thing is I think for everyone, what I can say that's like overarching above that is like, I think what holds so many people back, and I blame the spiritual industry and self-help industries for this a little bit, is that we paint these like giant pictures, especially people who have really big dreams, where we're like, if I'm not an A-list actress, then I'm failing at acting, right? Or I'm not even going to try to act. And so we already set ourselves up to think that it's 100 or zero. 
And so what happens is we almost, and it, what, what happens is it creates this myth that we have to get rid of everything that we are if we want to drastically change our life to get somewhere. Whereas actually the most important thing is to A, remember that everything takes time. I know that everyone in the spiritual industry now is like, everything can manifest quickly and like time doesn't exist and all this kind of thing. But I promise you, listen, even if all your dreams came true tomorrow, you're still going to be alive the next day and you're still going to be living a journey. There's still going to be challenges. So like settle in, <laughs> like strap up and settle in. Like who cares about when things happen quick or not quick? Like, obviously I get that we all want to be, you know, financially stable. We want to put roofs over our heads and all this kind of stuff. But the rest of the situations that we talk about here is like, these are just goals and we're always going to have new goals that we're going to reach towards. So we may as well make it fun and we may as well try and practice being at peace in the process. So that's number one. But the second thing on that is that we almost, it's, it, it creates this internal belief system that we have to like change everything about ourselves to be deserving of this giant thing, you know? And that's really not the unfolding of life. The unfolding of life is a very, it requires humility, right? The, the Think about the, like the humility of the monk, right? Who just like goes every day to the river, gets the water, brings it back. You know, it's like, there's this humility of life that we, I think we try to escape to believe that we are extraordinary. And everybody wants to be like extra human or superhuman. And that isn't, you could be a billionaire. You're still going to walk on the same sidewalk as everybody else, right? You're still going to have someone in your life is going to pass away. There's still going to be a surprise with someone's health near you. Like there's no escaping any of this. So I think when we stop putting the pressure on these like superhuman dreams to make our life experience different, then actually in a weird way, it makes you kind of just like, okay, well, in that case, do I want it anyway? And if I want it anyway, then I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm just going to keep making steps towards it. So if you want to be the A-list actress, you have to start by being Z-list, you know, and maybe you'll ascend quick, but then it's about maintaining it, right? Like even Sandra Bullock, for example, when she's just done an Oscar winning movie, she's then like, oh, I really hope the next one is also as good, right? Or if you're think about being a child star think about being um the guy who played harry potter like of course do not think that was that comes with its own set of terrifying things of like oh my god have i peaked at 15 you know so i think we need to take the pressure off these huge 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 dreams and this idea of like my purpose as if it's this like giant thing that we have to do tomorrow like even just me saying it like i just remember my 22 year old self like if i could tell her that like the sigh of relief she would have of like what about the fun of getting closer and closer to like the sniff of your alignment and you're getting warmer and warmer every day? Like, isn't that so satisfying when all of a sudden you like discover a new part of yourself and you're like, that's way more me. Like, oh my God, let's keep doing that. Like, that's the rewarding part. Because like I said, you'll get to a place where you're like living your purpose and then you're like, what now? What's the next thing? So sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but I was thinking that makes me think about this, um, I was listening to a podcast, both of us love Andrew Huberman. There's actually science that backs that actually being the way that super achievers work. He was explaining that high, what is he, he calls them like high achievers or whatever. They actually are people who have the dopamine releases of that. You think you're going to have this like massive feeling of like a, accomplishment when you achieve this top of the mountain goal. But what happens is you have that moment and it doesn't feel that different than any other moment. And then you're left, you know, you're left disappointed. But he said what super achievers do is they create those dopamine releases along the way. And they know that each of the daily processes is actually 
what they're that's what the fulfillment comes from. And then when you get to the mountain, you're like, cool. And then you're looking at the other mountain that you want to go up to. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's science backed stuff. I did not know that, but I, it sounds about right. And it's, you know, I remember Krista from almost 30 said that to me one day, there was like something that they wanted to be part of for like a year. And when it finally arrived, she was like, cool. And the way she described it was like, because we were a match for it. So it was no longer this like incredible thing anymore. And then as humans, it's amazing because we're built to expand. We're always going to want something else. So I think this, I think we need to take this pressure off, like find my purpose or find my alignment. I need, I'm either aligned or I'm not aligned. It's like, we're always getting warmer and there are always going to be higher levels of warm and alignment that you can get until the day you're dead. Right. So it's almost like, um, again, like I say this with so many things, it's like, you're not supposed to have the answers before you make the moves, right? So it's not like I'm going to sit and wait until the universe drops in my lap. Like the one perfect sentence about what my purpose is, it's definitely not going to come to you. You have to be out in the world, playing with matter, trying things on, putting energy into things, seeing what comes back, re-diverting, taking a slightly different pivot, doing it in a different way, doing it in a different color, you know, getting warmer, getting warmer, getting warmer. And that's how your purpose is revealed to you over time. Now, obviously, there's plenty of people in this space that say you are the purpose and you are the purpose and you're the one that brings purpose. And I think that is true on one level. But on the other hand, like your purpose is genuinely, um, you know, it, it really does help to be doing things that you are passionate about. Right. Because I could try to be my purpose in another industry that wasn't aligned. It would just be so much harder for me because that job wouldn't be pulling out the best parts of me because I wouldn't be enjoying it as much. Right. So I do think that putting your enjoyment and your pleasure first does matter because as much as physically possible at any point in your, in your life, right. It won't always be, and let's be real, it is a luxury. Um, but I do think that it just gives you a fighting chance of having easier stuff come out, your stuff come out of your good stuff come out of you more easily. And I also think that the universe designs it that way in the sense that everyone is supposed to love the things that they're supposed to ultimately um, be doing. What I will say is that I also think you do become the purpose or you, you get the most purpose bang for your buck, let's say, the more excellently you approach something, right? So think about most of the world is just doing just enough to get the reward, right? just enough to get the money that they want or just enough to whatever. And most people aren't reinventing the wheel. But if you think about, think about the AI revolution that's coming, right? Think about the things that this chat GPT can do. It's going to replace a lot of people unless you are like working now to be in the top 5% of your industry, right? So it's not, I don't mean that in a way of like um, lack or anything, but if that isn't a perfect motivation from the light from God, from the universe to put the fire under your ass, to be really freaking good and to keep on innovating and reinventing, um, with a fun, you know, in a fun way, like think outside the lines, how much better could you make it? If you had to redesign it, how would you do it? How would you dream to do it? Cause that's what we're supposed to be doing then. Imagine if all the, the sort of basic tasks are going to be, um, replaced. So in a, it's, if you can do it in a positive way, where you can think about, doing things in the most fun, most excellent way, then when you shop with the energy of excellence, you're going to get more purpose out of anything that you do, basically. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And I can think of an like an actual practical example if, in my own life. I remember when I was in my early twenties, I kept always approaching jobs as like, this isn't 
the job or this isn't the thing. And I almost wasn't bringing like this energy of excellence to the things I was doing. And therefore I was unfulfilled. It's because I, I kept sitting in that position thinking that the right opportunity was going to come my way. And then when I got that opportunity, then I was going to be in my lane. And then I got a new job from there. And then I kind of realized like, I need to be bringing like you, you call it energy of excellence, but it also could be, you know, my skill sets, like, like expressing your actual skill sets and bringing the things that you're good at to whatever you're doing. And I started approaching my jobs as, you know what, this is a playing ground for me to see how talented or skilled I can be. And when I started doing that, that was the job that was before this. Like, so I started showing up as that person in the job that wasn't the thing. Mm -hmm. And then more uh, like higher opportunities, better opportunities found me because I was showing up that way. So that's what you're saying too, is like, you can bring that energy of excellence to whatever you're doing. Exactly. And, and honestly, like, I think so much of the time we're like, well, I don't want to, my employer doesn't deserve me like, you know, doing the best thing or whatever, but here's the thing. It isn't about your employer. Be selfish about it. Like genuinely be selfish because it's about you. If you are able to practice and use an, like, I'm going to say it in a, in a glib way, and I don't mean it this way, but like use and abuse, you know, like, like squeeze the shit out of wherever you're at basically that's a better way to say it squeeze the shit out of wherever it is you're at to like make it you shining your real self because the payoff is going to come but the best feeling taylor is you're going to feel good because you're going to see your excellence shine through you and that does so much for your self-confidence it does so much for the radiance you bring out into the world that's what brings the opportunities to you obviously on a quantum reality we know that if you're at a higher vibration then you'll attract more opportunities to you as well but it's just like you'll feel more competent and you'll feel more capable and I remember being 22 and trying to sit on my couch and manifest and believe in myself and all this kind of stuff but it's not grounded or felt if I haven't seen myself do it in the world you know what I mean so it's a whole other level of feeling capable when you've actually seen yourself be capable and it's really enjoyable. You're like, wow, okay, I can do this and look how good I am. And, you know, and the more you ask of yourself, the more you can see what you're capable of. Do you know what I mean? Like if you only asked a kid to ever, you know, write a hundred words, then that's all they'd ever be capable of doing. But then the day you ask them to write 120, there's this like light bulb that goes off, right? Cause you've stretched and you've seen that you can do more, you know, that you don't have this limit. And so then you start busting all these like, previous um you know limitations or these previous ceilings and you're looking above the parapet and you're like wow there's always more there's always more there's always more and then you realize like all these extraordinary people are not any more gifted or talented or anything else than us they just keep looking above the parapet that's all you know they keep seeing one limit I often think about Elon Musk because everyone's like oh it's so easy to write him off and be like oh he's just so intelligent right is he so, yes, he's intelligent, but I really believe he's not super successful because he's intelligent. There's a lot of unsuccessful geniuses in the world, right? He's so successful because he doesn't see limitation. He doesn't think that anything is the end. He's always like, yeah, let's go to space. Yeah, let's invent this rail that goes like super quick and let's put a chip in people's brains. And the difference is that, you know, the other 999 people out of a thousand would be like, well, why bother? Or it's not even possible or you're crazy or you're whatever. So 
it's just about that. It's about saying like, we are powerful creators. We are God. We can do anything we want. We have to be the ones that imagine it first. And then when you watch yourself take action to it, then you're like, wow, I'm good at this. But the spiritual industry does all of us a disservice by saying, you know, this manif- this meditation to believe in yourself, it can get you, it can get the wheels going. It can kind of change something in your mind a little bit, but it's only by that. Um, what do you, didn't you tell me about reticular activating system? Yeah. Where it's like, the more you see, you do it. The more you, the more you see that becomes your reality. Yeah. And the more you see like, in the yeah. And then the reticular activator is almost like telling your brain what to look for. So that actually kind of transitioned to me to the question I was going to ask you is, um, it's almost like when you're, cause I've heard you talk about this. I don't know if it was like in one of the courses on the website, you might be able to tell me where it's from, but like when you're, you know, and calling in the next thing for lack of a better phrase, if you're in a job that isn't the job and you're, you're, you're opening yourself up to another possibility. I think there's a little bit of like a fear that if I'm super content, if I come off, if I bring my excellence, if I bring all my energy, then I'm almost the, you think you're communicating that you're content with this, but there's a way of being content with where you're at and mm. also keeping the radar, your energy open to bring in other possibilities. Like you've said that somewhere, I can't remember what it was, but then that's like your reticular activator. What I, what I was saying about Mm -hmm. that is that if you tell your brain what to look for, it knows what to look for. Like when you buy a Honda Civic or something, you suddenly see Honda Civics everywhere because you told your brain, like that's part of what's in your brain's like antenna. So you can Mm -hmm. be content in what you're doing, but keep that brain space open to be looking for the next things. It's so true. And it doesn't, I've never, I haven't like the way that's put is so like perfect where it's like, it doesn't mean you're not happy with where you are, but it's also okay to always be open to more. Cause why not? We have this incredible capacity that how fun is it to discover what you're capable of? I mean, isn't that the ultimate feeling? Like that is what you're actually looking for when you're trying to get to the top of the mountain. You're wanting to feel capable. You're wanting to see yourself as capable of achieving that level of something oh and isn't like the feeling of just like when you're in that zone where it's almost not you doing it but you're doing that thing that is just like the light or the universe or god or whatever is just like working through you it's like that's when we're our most divine like that's when we are otherworldly right so um I think, you know, to circle back to the beginning of this conversation, it isn't about, oh my God, I need to be the next Elon Musk or the next Jeff Bezos. They didn't even start thinking that, or I need to be the next Beyonce. They were just like, I can't not sing, you know? So whatever that thing that you can't not do is going to be the, the, have the strongest chance of getting you to a place where you feel you're living your absolute biggest expression of your purpose but along the way is going to be all aligned anyway. And that's going to be a journey that is an aligned journey, right? So, um, you know, just unabashedly, unquestionably get out of your own way with thinking, overanalyzing what it is that thing you love to do. Like, you know, I use that example all the time. If you love paperclips, like you were going to have a much higher chance of, you know, revolutionizing the worldwide paperclip business, for example, um, than ever being, a Beyonce, right? And just because you see more people be quote unquote successful as singers, don't make yourself be the singer, make yourself be the Beyonce of the paperclips. Mm. And it is about, I think, in a practical way, it's the daily devotion to whatever's in front of you. 
I love that phrase that you use daily devotion. I, I feel like there's so many applications to it, but it's like those small things that you're developing, those skills that you're developing, the perspectives you're developing, the people you're meeting, like you don't get like, I mean, even me, like if I hadn't, you know, started a podcast five or so years ago and given my all to that thing and interviewed, like I, I had like almost a hundred episodes, I was interviewing people. I, that ended up not being the thing, but like, I can sit here and play this role with you from day one because I was ready. Yeah. I'd already practiced that this role. So all those things end up making sense anyways, just because I didn't fail at being a podcaster. I was preparing for this. And you know what? Effort never doesn't translate. Never. It's that same reason why, um, you know, when people are in relationships and they're like with someone for like nine years and then they end up breaking up and then three months later they meet someone and they get married after like a month or something. You know what I mean? Like one of those It's because like if you've used the previous relationship to get better, then you're at a new level and then things can happen for you much quicker whenever you're in the next um, thing. So that's funny enough why I say to man a lot of the times with manifesting generators when they're like, well, how can I ever be a success if I only do this for six months and then I quit when I'm had enough and whatever it's because it it transfers from one container to the other if you picked up a lesson or a skill you've grown in your own magnetism your own size this obviously applies to everyone who's changing jobs but because of them and their multi passionate nature that's something that they think about a lot more um so you know it it never doesn't come in handy later and it never like all the steps you make up the mountain are still steps up the mountain okay the mountain has different snow on it today than it did five years ago but it's still a mountain it's the climb of your life it's you becoming who you were came here to be so you know nothing is a waste if you if you grew through it yeah. And the experimenting for me specifically, I think ties to like my way of learning. That's my profiles. I have a three in my profile. So I think it is helpful too, if you're sitting in a job that you're, you know, I'm trying to move to the next thing you mentioned, the purpose courses, which I think are some of my favorite courses as well. Um, but also like listening to their chart in the app and being like, what part of me can I bring to what I'm doing right now? How can I start expressing more of this in where I'm at? Yes, exactly. And then also, if what you want to do is something completely different, how could I imagine those gifts could apply to that other thing, right? Like I've used the example before of if you love illustrating and you love human design, instead of doing readings, like make beautiful um, chart drawings of art that people can hang up on their walls. Like you can combine, you know, you've seen those things on Instagram of like your ikigai, that there's like Venn diagrams of where all those things cross. It really is like the thing you're really interested in and that you love combined with what you're naturally good at. And there's so many ways it's, it's up to you to, um, you can imagine only you can do the imagining of all the different things that, um, all the different iterations of how that could look, but how fun to, to yeah. imagine and to dream it up. And, you know, that's the ride of the life. Thank God we don't have the handbook handed to us. <laughs>